You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 147. Can you encapsulate mold for mitigation? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, it is, well, it's the end of February. It's about to be March, but it will not be spring here because we live in the tundra. Yeah, yeah, we we get... Um, we don't really have spring. No, we, we get summer that starts about the 4th of July, and, and then the summer ends about middle of August, and then we're back to winter. Exactly. We don't, <laughs> even have, we don't have spring, and we don't have a fall in Wyoming. We do, but it's not very long. Yeah, no, not even yeah, not, not long enough to even talk really about. Live, no, so. no, but you know, the tourists—they sure love this area in the summer. Well, and the good thing about being in the tundra at this time is no tourists. Yep, yep. They're uh, unless they're snowmobilers, then they oh, come true. up here to Yellowstone, and because you know we live in snowmobile country. But but yeah, most people don't want to come visit this time of year. It's just uh, it's not a whole lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, no. But I like it. I get to plow snow and. We can go ice fishing and mm. snowmobiling. Well, snowmobiling sounds fun, but ice fishing, not so much. So, yeah. But speaking of ice fishing, because with ice fishing, well, you're kind of encapsulated because you're sticking your pole underneath the ice. We are talking about can you encapsulate toxic mold infestation? So explain to us, if somebody is encapsulating toxic mold, what exactly does that mean? They're literally covering it up. Um, so... Whether it's with a sealant, a waterproofer, kills, spray foam, anything, they're literally just trying to cover it up. What do they think they're doing? Because I'm sure not everybody thinks that they're just. They, they they think by definition they're encapsulating it. Like they're they're isolating. They're it, making so it they airtight. Yeah. Ah, okay. They think that's what they're doing. That's what I get told. And there are times that we have to encapsulate mold, but by definition, when I. So this podcast isn't going to be just about encapsulation. It's more of covering it up. Mm -hmm. 
But I well, get told. But can you really encapsulate mold? The reason I'm asking, it makes no sense to me because mold is naturally present in the air. It's well, a mold infestation. To, a mold infest. Okay, so, but can you even, okay, so let, let me give you the example. You have stachybotrys black mold on sheetrock. You cut out the sheetrock and you figure out that there's a whole trail down the rest of the sheetrock and underneath the carpets, underneath the subflooring and behind a bathroom in the basement. How could you possibly encapsulate all of that? Even if you wanted to. You would have to obviously, you'd have to have access to it. You'd have to visibly be able to see it and then, then they would spray whatever over it. Spray spray insulation, kills, whatever. But doesn't the spraying of it make it the infestation then airborne? Oh, yeah. So you yeah. can't really... Yeah, I mean, this is why we're talking about it. Okay. Is pe people just think they can spray it with kills. Like, kills is a brand name, and do we use kills for things? Of course we do, but we don't use kills to cover up mold. And we're not promoting kills, by the way, because they're not a paid sponsor. <laughs> if they would like to be, they can contact us. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. So... Um, you know, we use it. People think that we're putting a waterproofer on as a, to cover it up. We can put clear waterproofers on. The purpose of the kills or waterproofing or primer paint, whatever people want to use, stain, polyurethane, the reason for that for us is so that if there was a moisture intrusion event again, it, it can't, it won't affect that wood because that wood is protected. Okay, so it's a pre it's, pre it's a preventative measure exactly. to prevent after, future yep. after you've dealt with the mold. Now there've been this there's been this craze going on with a lot of um, mold companies where they swear that they have an organic green way to get rid of mold and it's a fogging system. Yeah, yeah, that's so. And to me, that sounds like they're trying to say they can encapsulate the mold with the fog. No, they wouldn't say it that way. What they, what they claim, so encapsulating would they, they would have to do like we just talked about. They would have act, have to have access to all that mold. Okay. And they literally, if you had enough money and had the right person um, that was consulting you or testifying on your behalf, you could sue the piss out of them because mm -hmm. they're literally they saw all that mold and they knowingly covered it up and didn't remove it yeah what they're claiming with that whole and we've done podcasts about it we'll do more in the future they think they can just fog and there's some woo woo stuff in their chemicals that goes throughout the house and finds the the stacky botrys and it just kills it and then it just disappears and just poof you know yeah that's that's literally what they try to say so so yeah they don't they don't claim to encapsulate it because to encapsulate something you would have to have access and see it Okay, so they're claiming with the fogger that they are literally, the fog is destroying the mold. Yeah, yeah, it's a, um, I've had people reach out to me and um, I just, you know, I declined to, to discuss it because I'm not going to, I'm not going to reach out to a company and try to explain to them why I believe what we are doing is the proper way. But what we're doing is so different than what they're doing. It's not even anything I'm willing to negotiate or discuss. It's just, it's not, it's not something we do. I don't, you have to, if you think of mold as say like a cancer cell, um, when it's in your lymph nodes, what do they do? They remove those lymph nodes. Yeah. They, you have to get rid of that cancer. Same thing with mold. You've got to get rid of the mold. Period. So then in that way, there's no such thing as actually encapsulating mold then. Well, there is. There is. There's times when, 
let's just say we're doing a, a mold mitigation job and we do a flood cut on an exterior wall. We come up however high and the outside, so the seal plate of the wall, which is a bearing wall, has some mold. Well, we can't get, we can't get underneath that to, to take care of the mold between the bottom seal plate of the wall and then the subfloor itself. Okay. The only way you can do that is to cut that out. Well, as you can imagine, our clients are not going to let us cut that out. Yeah. So yeah. we do have to, and there's steps we take, but at the end of the day, we can't get to that to sand it down, to blast it, to do anything to it, because we can't see it. We have to encapsulate it with kills or any waterproofer. And we're very clear to our, our clients, if you're not going to let us cut the wall out, there, there could be, and it doesn't mean there's always there, there could be a little bit of mold sandwiched in there. Okay. Does that make sense? So, so you're saying there are certain situations where you, you do have to encapsulate the mold. And that, but that's because of our clients. That, uh, because they the don't client want to pay is us. not going yeah. to pay another how many thousands to tear walls, to, out. To tear walls out. As you can imagine, that's an exterior wall. Exactly. That's a lot so of So we're money. dealing with siding on the outside. So, so yes, there are circumstances where we do have to. And it's, it's not that we want to, but... We're very clear why we, we, you know, are doing what we're doing. But obviously, anytime somebody is encapsulating mold, whether it's because the client doesn't want to pay an extra amount of money or whether it's a, a landlord who wants to just deal with the problem, whenever you're encapsulating mold, you aren't actually fixing whatever's causing it. You're not getting rid of that mold. Okay. So, so, and our listeners would be like, so you mean to tell me that, that that's what you guys do as professionals? If we... If we are not going to be paid to remove those walls, we have to do what's in, in our best interest for our clients. So what I say we're covering up a mold concern, no. What we're doing is, is we're making sure that our clients, the, the defects have been fixed. We've mitigated whatever water line was leaking, improper grading and drainage. All that's been fixed. So when we do what we have to do, and it's like I said, we... There are times we have to do it. Is it is it often? Oh, no, not at all. But what we're doing is we're making sure that those mold, if there was mold in between that seal plate and that subfloor, we're going to make sure those spores have no way of entering the airspace and affecting our clients. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a, it's a mitigation right. of but, the issue. But the difference between that versus somebody that doesn't even remove the mold, they just go in there with spray foam and cover it up. They're just... They're covering it up. We're not just covering something up. Yeah. What you're Does that doing, make sense? What you're doing is also preventative in nature right. is the whole point. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's preventing the mold problem from expanding and getting worse. Exactly. As opposed to somebody covering something up so that you're not dealing with any of the problems. Yeah. You're just covering it up. Yeah. So it looks like everything's fine even though yeah. everything's not. And they, they think if they just cover it up, it's going to go away. Well, when you do something like that... Um, if you didn't fix what was causing the problem, that paint, that waterproofer, that spray foam, because of the moisture, is just going to eventually peel away. You can spray it as much as you want, but it's going to cause wood rot. I mean, it's going to cause all all sorts of concerns. So, so when we talk about encapsulating, like I said, I'm I'm including also people that just think, you know, oh, there's a little bit of mold on the ceiling and above our shower. We're going to just spray it with kills. That's not how you deal with that. Well, and, you know, I think a lot of people will have the experience, and this is why you wrote the book Black Mold and Home Inspections, What Your Realtor Won't Tell You. 
I think a lot of people have the experience of purchasing a home, not knowing that there are mold issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the sellers didn't disclose that there were mold issues because in the seller's mind, what they did was they just spray foamed it or put kills on it and they called it good. Uh, what are your recommendations to people who are thinking about buying a house now who want full disclosure from both the realtors involved and the sellers about whether or not there has ever been a mold infestation in the house they're thinking about buying? Well, first and foremost, you can't force people to disclose things that they're not going to disclose. Um, but legally, don't they have to? They do, but okay. I'm not a lawyer, so <laughs> I can't I can't make them do that. But um, to answer your question, the easiest thing is, is we can do a VPA, which is literally a home inspection. Ah, uh, yeah, you can do a VPA with Zoom. them and you can yep. tell them what to look at. Yep. And, and I'm... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're 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 more or less walking around with a camera. They're my eyes on the property. Obviously, we can do those. It doesn't matter where our clients live. There are things. So going back to what you you asked, and our our listeners, you know, that listen all the time, have heard me say this numerous times. The worst thing as an inspector, period, whether it's a mold inspector, home inspector, is a fresh coat of paint, because we wonder what did they cover up. Exactly. And I, when I, you know, when I deal with clients in that realm, I don't accuse the sellers of covering anything up. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to sell the house, we wanted different wall colors because, you know, this bright pink color on this wall, or just for our listeners, we don't have that, but that we know it wouldn't sell. If I painted that wall white or off white, it doesn't mean I'm covering something up. Correct. But as an inspector, you have to kind of, you have to be the negative Nelly and be like, well, why did you? Did you cover something up? Now, are there ways for us to know? Absolutely. I could tell easily when people would cover stuff up. And it whether it was tobacco, um, tar, um, mold, anything, you can tell. Once you you do a visual walkthrough of a home, you can tell if if they really maintain that home or not, if that makes sense. That does make sense. But, but did it, I answer your question? Kind of? Not really. Not really. So let me, let me go a little bit deeper on the question. It wasn't until you explained to me how home inspections are supposed to work, because I've purchased two homes in my lifetime thus far. And in both situations, the realtor took care of the home inspection. The realtor took care. I, I've never, I never saw the home inspection. I just let the realtor take care of it. They told me what passed or didn't pass for an FHA loan, what needed to be. But I had no interactions with the home inspector. And I just assumed that mold was part of the home inspection. Right. So what is your experience with, like, should people just assume if they're getting a home inspection that that home inspector is going to tell them if there's a mold issue or was? Well, they should. So a home inspector is what we classify as a generalist. So they're there. And I don't want to demean any GPs out there that are listening to us, but it's the same concept of what you go to your GP for. You go to your GP and you're like, man, my, my, well, I shouldn't say shoulder. I'm trying to think of something else. But you're having, let's just say you're having stomach issues. You go to your GP and they're like, okay, you know, they're going to try to figure it out. They'll do some blood work or whatever. Um, maybe put you on medications. If it doesn't clear up in like two weeks, what are they going to do? They're going to recommend you to a GI doc. Correct. If you're, if you're pregnant, you're not going to see a general doctor. Exactly. You're going to go to you might find out from them you're pregnant. Yeah. But then you're going to move to the specialist. So that's what a home inspector is supposed to do. Um, they're a generalist. They're there to find major defects. That way they can say, hey, you need to give Steve a call to get into the mold side. Now, 
as an inspector, was I a mold inspector too? Yes. Um, but most, most inspectors don't have the, the, the luxury of, I don't, I don't know how to say this in, a, in the right way, but I had, as an inspector, I had a lot more expertise and knowledge than most home inspectors. So the home inspector should recommend a specialist. Now, the whole realtor part, and I cover this in my book, and that's why I wrote the book, this is nothing against realtors, but they're paid to sell homes. Correct. That's They don't make a commission if you don't buy the home. So you need to be careful of having them as the middle person. Now, they're very good at having you sign stuff and making sure that they are legally covered. But if, if, if our listeners are listening to this and they're in the home purchasing process and they're not involved with the home inspection and didn't get the report, didn't show up at the property, that's a problem. Okay. And we offer consultation packages for the whole home buying process, but don't let your realtor make those decisions. It, it goes back to, um, you know, would you, would you let somebody make your decisions about what the surgeon's going to do? Or are you going to trust the surgeon? That's the, yeah, exactly. I would trust the surgeon. Exactly. Trust us. Yeah. And I would want to talk to the surgeon. I wouldn't want some middle person to be going, Just making the decision. well, you know, we're the insurance uh, advocate and, you know, we're, we're, my point is, is if there's a vested interest in another party, you, you need to be involved yourself. So going back to yours, you know this by now. You should have been, but you didn't know any better. Yeah. You should have hired the home inspector. Exactly. You should have done all that. Right. Most states, by law, the realtors can't do that. Oh, wow. Now, do they? Yeah. They I don't do it all know. All the time. All the time. I dealt with it. Yeah. So, but I'm not even accusing anybody <laughs> of anything. But, but you admitted that's how it worked. And it shouldn't be that way. Correct. It really shouldn't. And, you know, this is the biggest purchase you're ever making if you're purchasing a home. So make yeah. sure you know what you're you're getting into and on the flip side if you are a seller by law if you know you have a mold problem you must disclose that. exactly you cannot cover it up with spray foam and then not tell people because if that ever comes back legally you will be in the wrong yeah i i can say this um without disclosing um addresses names or anything if properties that i have inspected or i have pictures from whoever and I have pictures of mold infestations. And let's just say down the road, my client comes to me and says, yeah, I purchased whatever address. I think I have a mold concern. If I have all that documentation, I hope whoever covered it up has some really good lawyers. Yep, that, because that documentation can be subpoenaed mm-hmm. and used. Well, I would give law. it to my client. Correct. I would say I'm representing you. Yep. And it would not be pretty. Correct. So, so, you know, there's just no reason to cover up the mold. Just make sure it's done properly. But we live in a world where money seems to be the driving force of a lot of things. Exactly. And so given that, what's your call to action for people? Um, just walk around your house and just check for, for suspected mold, any discoloration, water stains, paint peeling, anything that could indicate like moisture problems. There you go. And so if you, this is great information, but if you're not signed up for the email list, then you're missing out on the emails that come out every two weeks that will give you even more information. And so make sure that you go and you get, what is it? The mold investigation checklist, the mold fact sheet. Those are two email lists that they can sign up for. And you can find the mold investigation checklist at CNC 
contractorservices.com. Lesson of this podcast episode is don't cover up mold. Exactly. Never do it. There you heard it. It could be a liability issue down, down Big the time. And you don't want to pay lawyer. If you don't want to pay them... Somebody do mitigation on mold. You certainly don't want to pay lawyers. No, no. They're a lot more expensive than we are. Yes, they are. All right. You heard it from the expert. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.